The following is brought to you by friends and partners of Otano Team Ministries. This is what I wanted to get to in the first Having a form of godliness and all of these characteristics. Hello, this is Pastor Michael Otano, and you're watching Revival Now. Today's our second installment in the message, The Blessing of the Atonement. Now, we've learned already that the blood of Jesus has been shed, and because of that, we can receive the atonement. There are privileges when you receive the atonement. There are blessings, and one of those are that we can boldly come before the throne of God in our time of need. You know, in the Old Testament, only the high priest once a year was able able to come before the presence of God. But now, because of the New Testament, that new covenant, because of Jesus being our atoning lamb, we can boldly come before his presence. You're not going to want to miss this. Let's go to the service already in progress. Oh! His presence will quicken you. He'll renew you and strengthen you. Hold fast the profession. Mm. The profession. Hold fast the profession. Hold fast the thing that you said when you were in the light, that when the darkness comes, you don't question what he told you in the light. Hold fast the profession of your faith. The thing that you believe for, the things that you confess for, the thing. See, profession of faith, that deals with controlling the imagination. So many people are losing the battle, and they're losing the battle because they're not coming boldly before the throne of grace. Because they're losing the battle in their imagination. It's only in their imagination that if your imagination doesn't line up with your heart, where the kingdom of God lives, that'll happen. You'll lose a battle you're supposed to win. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It, victory begins in the imagination. Victory begins in your mind. This is why the Bible says casting down imagination. Every person here, if you've ever been through anything, who am I preaching to today? Whoever felt that you were losing a battle, the devil was attacking your mind. You had to realign your mind. You had to set your mind up in position with the word of God. Goliath came out and told you he was going to take you out. But you've got to be like David and you've got to have that imagination. David says, you ain't taking me out. You ain't going to do to me what you think you're going to do to me. I've got my imagination under control. I'm holding on to the profession of my faith. The same God that helped me slay the bear and the same God that helped me slay the lion. You see, David had his imagination in alignment with the kingdom. I promise you that's what Brother Burns was doing when he was under weather. The devil was attacking his mind. He was telling him this was it. And he was in his mind praising God and worshiping God and fighting through and allowing his imagination to recognize a victory. And he was coming boldly. Boldly 
before that throne. Boldly before his presence. Boldly. You can't come in cowardlessly. You can't, you can't come in, I'm just going through so much. I need someone to pray for me again. I'm just so down. I'm just so discouraged. You ain't walking in that atonement. You ain't embracing what's been provided for you. He told you for a specific reason to come boldly to him. He told you to have confidence when you come running to him. When you come running confidently or boldly before his presence, you realize he's going to give you some strength for your weakness. I hate to bring this up, but years ago when I was a kid, years ago, long time ago, everyone say a long time ago, there was a scheduled fight. I was going to fight the community bully. And we had this whole discussion that happened. It was an intense discussion. And I stood up to him. I said, man, I'm going to knock you out, blah, blah, blah. And somehow, I don't know why they would do this in my neighborhood, but everyone would say, no, you guys can't fight yet. We got we to gotta announce it and let everybody know and we're all going to meet over here. And you're going to fight there and everyone's going to be there and watch it. Which intensified the anxiety, right? And so I went there and he was, he was at least a foot taller than me, at least. And um, we went walking over there and right before I walked up there to take him out, I looked at my brother. And he just nodded at me. He says, you got this, get him. I can't tell you, I don't know what it is. I think it's because I know my brother loves me. He's got my back. But when he said that, I said, well, I got him. And I got him. <laughs> I ain't going to give you the whole story. My point is, because I had confidence going in. What I was in, I was, was able to be victorious in the situation. When the devil attacks you, he's always going to try to attack your confidence. He's always going to try to attack your security. He's always going to try to take you through a valley. And he will tell you God is not with you in that valley. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about because it hasn't happened to you yet. But I promise you there is a valley that you will go down to. A valley of Elal. And when you get to that valley, you're going to have to trust in the word of God. And you're going to have to trust and get bold with God that you come before his presence. You're going to have to get bold with the presence of God that you reach out to him. Now your praise won't be silenced when you come boldly before his throne no you're not going to just sit there when you come boldly before the throne there's going to be a fervency there's going to be a crying out unto God he says for we have an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities we have a high priest that's touched with the feelings of our infirmities He's touched with the feelings of our disappointments. Hmm. He's touched. He's touched with the feelings of our disappointment. He's touched. Oh God, I didn't expect this situation to happen. 
But always remember what you don't expect. He's already expected. He's already made provisions in the situation. You didn't even know when it was going to come or how it was going to come. He's already made the provisions to bring you through the situation and has strength for you that he said in the midst of your infirmity, he said he is touched by your infirmity or he's touched by your disappointment. He's touched by your dejection. He's touched by your rejection. He says, but you've got to come boldly before the throne of grace. Boldly. Boldly means you've got to come with confidence. It's not just about coming before his presence. It's about coming with boldness before his presence. All of what's unfolding in the world today, I'm amazed how people are just cowering over. I know that you're enjoying the broadcast, and I wanted to remind you and inform you, if you're interested for more content, you can visit us on all of our social media platforms. You can visit us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or even on our website. We're here to revive you and to transform your life. God bless and just falling apart in their relationship with God. But you know why they're cowering over in their relationship with God? Because they've neglected the presence of God in their life. They, they don't understand the covenant that we have and they're not drawing faith from God's promise. You have to draw faith from God's promise. You're allowing the media and all what's going on in society to access your imagination and it's painting pictures of defeat. It's painting pictures of dejection. And your faith is being frustrated. You got to turn all of that off. You got to turn all of that off. Because you have to want God's presence. And you have to want God's revelation. And you have to want God's illumination. Listen, when the praise would go from the outer court and he would go inside into the tabernacle where the golden candlesticks were. The golden candlesticks were tended to twice a day, once in the morning and once at night. They would pour in that holy oil and those golden candlesticks also called the menorah. But it's where the oil came from. There's two ways that the oil was extracted. The oil came from the, the olive. The olive, once the olive is crushed, it would lose oil. And, and sometimes when you go from one season to another season and God wants to prepare you for your new season, he'll allow you to be crushed. Matter of fact, that's what's happening today in society. God's allowing the church to be crushed in some ways because God's wanting the oil to run. He's wanting the oil to flow because he's, he, he's wanting strength to be there. But where, where a relationship is neglected, it has to be squeezed. But this is what I want you to understand. When it came to the oil... For the golden candlesticks, the priest was not allowed to crush 
the olive and extract its oil, not for the golden candlesticks. The priest, according to Leviticus 23, the priest could only touch the olive. He could only touch the olive and the drops of oil that the olive would excrete. It was that oil and that oil alone that was allowed to be collected. So he had to touch a lot of olives. If he would have crushed it, he would have got more oil. But God says, no, no, no. Because the golden candlestick is going to be near my presence. It's designed to illuminate. And I don't want anything to come into my presence that has to be forced. I don't want anything in my presence that has to be crushed. I want to be able to touch people that when I touch them, they'll release the oil. That's what God is wanting. He's wanting his people to be bold to come into his presence. He doesn't want to force you into his presence. It's too beautiful. It's too glorious. It's too remarkable. It's too splendor. He wants to be touched. I, I thought it was amazing, these golden candlesticks. I was just reading about the, the construct, how God specifically said to make them. And it was interesting because there were seven chambers that were there. And on the top, God says, I, I want the top of them to be arrayed. And I, I want it to reflect the appearance of an almond branch. And there I want the oil to be poured in. That when you light it, it would illuminate that tabernacle. You got to understand, God doesn't do anything. Happenstantially, it's not iris. He wanted that end to be constructed with uh, an almond branch appearance for a reason. Because during the season of the winter when everything dies... The first thing that comes to life is the almond tree. It points to the resurrection. That Jesus was the first one that was resurrected. And so God was saying, this is going to be a symbol of my presence. And so I want that golden candlestick. I want it to be wrapped around that it would reflect in symbol the fulfillment of what I'm going to do in the New Testament with the resurrection, that that light would illuminate. Here's the thing. When that light would illuminate, that light was next to the veil. It was next to the presence of God. And even though the presence... Why are so many people having so much turmoil? Why is the church turning to so many different things instead of going back to the altar and going back to an experience and trusting God in His Word and living with the sense of peace that has been imparted? We have to understand and we celebrate all the time that the righteousness that we have is the righteousness of Jesus. That it's not our righteousness, it's the righteousness of Jesus. That He became sin, that we would become the one. The righteousness of God. That righteousness is not our righteousness. We celebrate that. We've grown into that. I taught you that. But what I need to really teach you, and what I really need to get you to understand, when I speak about peace, the same way the righteousness has come from Jesus, I'm not talking about a peace from this world. 
I'm not talking about a peace that you can generate. I'm not talking about something that you can do. I'm talking about a peace that comes from the power of the Holy Ghost. of God was illuminating in that room there were still shadows in that room you see you have a choice you can either live in the light or you can live in the shadows you can live in the light next to the anointing to understand it's designed to burn it's designed to loose that oil to flow and you stay in your revelation and you stay in your relationship with God and you're pushing in the presence of God or you can live in the shadows of uncertainty where the devil attacks your mind where you can say I'm saved but I don't know what's going to happen I'm saved but I'm living in uncertainty God wants you to live next to the light. God wants you to be the light. God wants you to come boldly before his presence. He wants you to have assurance. And I'm telling you, if you're living dejected all the time, defeated all the time, depressed all the time, you're neglecting your right as a believer to come boldly or to come with assurance. It's one of the reasons why we assemble today because your strength needs to be renewed that you can be bold and you can have confidence. You don't come in dejected and leave dejected. You don't come in depressed and leave depressed. When you come here, it's designed to give access granted where you can be renewed in your strength. Praise God. Well, I thought that was good. See, God's put a mark on your heart. Go with me to Romans chapter number two, please. Woo, Jesus. Romans chapter number two, verse 28 through 29. I was uh, with Brother Angel one day, and we were in the mall. I don't know if you'll remember this. And, uh, you know, they got those little kiosks and people selling different things. And uh, there was a section that were there. There were some guys there selling these things, and we were kind of walking by. And the guy says, hey, you guys interested? You? We're like, not Angel. No, we're not interested. We just kept walking. And he heard them talking, and he stops, and he goes, turns around. He said, excuse me, Pastor, wait a minute, wait a minute. He said, you Jewish? You remember Angel? He says, you Jewish? They said, yeah. He said, where are you from? They said, Israel. Israel, I'll buy one of everything. Because <laughs> there was an appreciation that they were the physical people of God. But I want you to know, we're Jewish. We're the spiritual people of God. And the Abrahamic covenant that we have. There's a mark that takes place in the heart. Look at Romans chapter 2 please. Verse 28. For he's not a Jew which is one outwardly. Neither that circumcision. Which is outward in the flesh. You have to understand that. In the process when God called out a people. To, to first define a people that were his, God put a mark on those people. He put a physical mark on those people, on every male that were circumcised. 
It was a mark that represented covenant with God. And when God establishes his spiritual people, God puts a mark on them. He puts a mark where he circumcises the heart, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly. And a circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit. So God is designed, and not in the letter who is not of men, but of God. He says, I, when I call you out, I make you a spiritual Jew. I bring you into covenant with me, into a better covenant with better promises. And he says, I cut something away from your heart. And I put a mark on the inside of you. A mark that you belong unto God. And when that mark takes place, that mark is significant because it allows God to pour his spirit inside of you. That when he can renew the spirit of a man. I know that you're enjoying the broadcast and I wanted to remind you and inform you. If you're interested for more content, you can visit us on all of our social media platforms. You can visit us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, or even on our website. We're here to revive you and to transform your life. God bless. He quickens them that they can have access to his presence, that they desire nothing more than to live in God's presence. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, please. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 through 38. He said, come boldly. This is one of the promises that you have. Come boldly. When was the last time you came boldly? You can't just pray out of routine. You can't just pray out of the fact that, oh, I'm, I'm obligated to pray here. Oh, I'm going to go through this. You cannot just spend time in God's presence where you're just crying out in defeat. Oh, God, I'm in so much anguish. Oh, God, I'm suffering so much. Oh, God, I don't know what to do. And you're just weeping. You have to. You have to clean yourself up. You've got to stir yourself up. You've got to come to that point where you have the right attitude and coming before God, keeping your boldness or keeping your assurance. Verse 35, cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Don't cast it away, which has a great recompense of reward. Don't cast away your confidence. That's why he gives you the Holy Ghost, that infusion. It's an infusion for you to have boldness. It's an infusion for you to have confidence. Whatever we're going to face as a society. And I'm telling you right now, we're in a different season. That through the atonement, the Bible says that this is the beginning of Israel's civil calendar. While we go and live by a Roman Greco calendar, God is following after his calendar. And this, it's a new year right now in the sight of God. God has two calendars, two dates that he considers to be very significant. The sacred calendar and the civil calendar. The civil calendar, it represents that, that man has recognized the atonement, 
They have aligned themselves with God and they're ready for the new thing that God is getting ready to do. Someone say the new thing. And you don't go into it with uncertainty. You go into it with boldness. You go into it with confidence. Amen. That's why people have got to allow when you, when the Bible says, let your light so shine, part of it is the confidence that you have that the world may be falling apart. COVID's a big deal, but the church should never fall apart. Amen. All this stuff that's happening in the world, it's a big deal. I'm not trifling that at all. I recognize in our humanity the limitation that we have, but I'm telling you we've, we've been marked in the heart. There's something supernatural that lives inside of us. We have a better covenant with better promises in the sight of God. We better learn how to be confident in God. God is wanting to pour out miracles and to manifest His Word. And if you lose your confidence, you are putting your faith on the shelf and you're not going to be able to move through the covenant. I, I wish I'd get a better response. It's like we just kind of just sit here. I'm hearing you, Pastor. But you ain't receiving. You've got to receive in your spirit. For you have need of patience. You have need of patience. God's not rushed to do what he said he's going to do. If God said what he's going to do, then God is committed to do the thing that he is going to do. He's committed to it. You know the word feast comes from a Hebrew word, modes. Feast, modes. Um, give me... Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse number 14. I want you to see this real quick. Praise God. I want you to see this. And God said, let there be light in the firmaments. Go, no, go, go to the scripture above that. Well, yeah, go me 13 first in that. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Someone say the third day. Next verse. And God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heavens to divide the days from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. Signs, seasons, days and years. He says, I want the moon and I want the sun to signify something significant. That it's going to represent not just the day and night, but signs, seasons, and days. Now, this is significant here because the Greek, the Hebrew word there, you see the word season there? It's modes. God says, I'm, I'm going to put this in the air. Listen, when Israel is going to start a new feast or a new day, they don't start it until there's a full moon. It begins in the evening and concludes through the next day. Our day begins through the, um, through the sun. We, we recognize our day when the sun comes up. They recognize our day when the moon comes up. And God says that I'm going to communicate with you 
And I'm going to do some special things. And some of the special things that I'm going to do, there are seasons that I have put in place. Meeting time. Schedule events that I have put in place that I will communicate with you on. Well, it has been a great privilege to expostulate the word of God to you today. I hope you are supercharged that you can boldly come before the throne of God in your time of need. I want to thank you, partners and friends, and all of you that continuously support this ministry. I'd never like to conclude without reminding you that you are important to God. God bless.